Larry Richard, unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. We cannot thank Gina Giampetro enough. Gina is the most trusted real estate agent in the region, and Gina has such class, such taste, that she's uh, supporting this podcast effort. So Gina Giampetro from Remax Select Realty, that's your go-to. So thanks, Gina. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. It's episode 16, and we're really excited about this location because we're at the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit here in Pittsburgh. Exciting. It's gorgeous here. It, it really is, man. You, you feel immersive. You feel immersive. You feel, I feel just, <laughs> I don't know, like cultural or something. I feel like, yeah. it, you know. You know, when you can talk about art at a high level, it makes you feel like, Smarter. Like you know yeah. something. We feel smarter. Right. You so know, we're yeah. going to make everybody feel smarter, feel smarter right now. just by listening. And by the way, we're going to post some tremendous videos and pictures to give you a, a sense of this. But we are fortunate to have the mastermind behind this. So when people hear about Van Gogh Immersive, what is that? Corey Ross is the mastermind with Starbucks. He's actually in Toronto. Is that right, Corey? Yes, I'm in Toronto today. Good morning. Morning, Corey. Good morning. Thanks for letting us peer in the window here before they open the gates. Uh, this has been an extraordinarily successful exhibit that started, actually you opened in France, right, in 2019. Well, what this is, is uh, it's created by a gentleman named Massimiliano Sicardi. He really is, as I like to call him, the Steven Spielberg of these immersive genre, this, this, this genre of shows. Uh, and yes, he was producing his shows in France uh, for a decade. Uh, and I was lucky enough to see uh, a Van Gogh show that he created, because he's done them on a number of different artists, but I got to see his Van Gogh show in 2018 uh, and met him and I said to, I said to Massimiliano, we have to bring um, your work uh, to America. By the way, the reason I call him the Steven Spielberg of the genre is because his, his work is so artistically amazing and also so popular. When I saw his work in Paris, he'd already sold over two million tickets there. Um, and he's got the, the same kind of white hair and white beard, so he looks a little bit like Steven Spielberg as well. <laughs> okay. uh, but he's just this incredible talent, and he puts together this show in a very specific and, and amazing way that takes you right inside both the art of Van Gogh, but also the mind and the emotions of Van Gogh. That's the most interesting thing, the, the mind and emotion, how whoever created this, how did he see that? I mean, really, I, how do you choose Van Gogh? Right. And then you start seeing his background, how colorful he was, uh, how we could all relate to him in different ways. He, he was a, this imperfect man, and uh, and he kind of celebrated it. Didn't he, he did Starry Night from his uh, an asylum, I think. He it, suffered from severe depression. When I started reading about yeah. his life, I'm saying, human being had a hard time. But one of the greatest artists of all, ever, ever, obviously. Absolutely, and life. and we're Colorful. surrounded by sunflowers here as well. Yeah. But it's interesting, Corey. You talk about the immersive experience for someone who hasn't been to the exhibit. Explain what they're going to see when they come out here and and look at this. I mean, because this is very unique. Yeah, this is, this is a great question. So first of all, you have to sort of clear your mind from what a traditional art exhibit is because this is something completely different. It's, it's, it's pretty well a new genre, and it brings together 
um, art because you are seeing pieces that Van Gogh created with filmmaking because technically what Massimiliano has created is an animated film where he moves the pieces and, and, and he adds movement inside Van Gogh's art but also moves from piece to piece and sort of a stream of consciousness that tries to go inside Van Gogh's mind and emotions. Hmm. Um, and then finally there's this experiential part, this part where you're walking through and choosing what angle you see and whether you sit or whether you stand or how you experience it. And so you kind of choose your own adventure. You can come in uh, and go out and come back in. Um, so those are the three things that come together and create a completely new way of encountering art. Um, and that's, that's the first part of this. When you walk into the gallery, every space, the floor, the columns, the walls, the brickwork, the architecture of the building is incorporated into the show and he's projecting onto it. So you're standing right in the middle of the artistic installation and it's projected all around you. In fact, if you wear white, it shows up very nicely on you. Um, but you stand in the middle of this and it unfolds around you. Um, and what unfolds around you is Massimiliano's concept of what might have flashed before Van Gogh's eyes in the moments before he passed away. So it takes you through Van Gogh's mind, the development of his art, but it does this in, I guess I would call it almost a Cirque du Soleil style narrative. So it's not prescriptive. Um, you need to be thinking and, and thoughtful and, or, or go along with it emotionally. Often people come and watch it several times because uh, we don't tell you that you have to leave. We give you time to arrive. Um, but you don't have to leave until it's time to go home and uh, at night. Hmm. Um, and so you might come and see it and watch it for the emotions and try to understand you know, how Massimiliano is thinking about Van Gogh. Uh, and you might equally watch it just for the spectacle. It's massive. It's 20 feet high and all around you. Um, and you also might watch it just to look at Van Gogh's techniques because to see the art blown up on the size that it is, mm -hmm. it gets you closer to the brushstrokes closer to the paint speckles um, than, you, than you ever would get in a museum without you know, getting arrested for putting your nose right up against the, um, <laughs> against the painting. Um, and so there's so many ways to, to sort of delve into the experience that you're having, uh, but it is its own thing. It's not, you know, it's not a traditional um, art exhibit and you still, you know, if, you're, if you haven't gone to Amsterdam and seen the Van Gogh pieces there to the moment in New York, um, you know, those pieces are valuable to see it. To just this is a totally different thing. It's amazing how it's it's, it's broadened the uh, art the art world uh, to to the masses. Because you know, my my you know cousins in crafting will hang going down a Van exhibit <laughs> that they would never ever <laughs> go to any type of art exhibit. Yeah, so Corey, this is bringing a new audience. That's our local linguistics. You know, the Yinzer style. These are born and breds like Jim and I. Sheila's a transplant, but she's been here so long. We consider her one of us, but Jim's right. In this town, with the Andy Warhol Museum, which is a more contemporary art, but it's the number one overall attraction for people coming from outside the state here. So we do have an appreciation for the art world. I, I'm curious, so far, what has been the reaction that you've heard back from the people here in Pittsburgh at the Van Gogh exhibit? People just love this. It's it's so fresh and new and such an interesting way to, to come out of your house, to coming out of COVID um, and, and to see something and you can see it in a safe way, socially distanced from others. Um, it's, it's been an incredible success. Listen, we have opened 16 of these across the U.S. We were in Chicago, we're in, we're in New York, um, and we sold 
over 4 million tickets, which means that one in 90 American citizens has come to see Immersive Van Gogh. And we've had incredible people. We had um, George Lucas come in Chicago and Madonna come in New York. And Britney Spears, as soon as she got out from under her father's control, the first place she went in L.A. was to come and see our exhibit. So the, the artists have poured out as well. And it's really interesting for me to see how artists react to it because they're seeing... Really, as I explained it, this new genre, and you see their eyes light up and they begin to wonder what they can do with it. Lucas wanted to talk to us about his museum that he's opening in L.A. and whether there's anything he could incorporate. And I see this as the tip of the iceberg for the world of immersive. Um, And that so many people have now come to an immersive experience in the U.S. You know, many people will want to come and experience different ideas and different art, and, and it may be that, you know, the next one is Andy Warhol, but it may be that the next one is some completely new idea or contemporary artist or not even an artist, a music uh, experience. And, right. Corey, why um, why specifically Van Gogh? Why not Da Vinci? Why not any other artist? Why not Picasso? Well, what is it about... Sorry, go ahead. Why yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, why is it, what is it about Van Gogh that made you want to do this whole immersive experience here in the U.S.? Well, listen, I was in uh, Paris you know, long before COVID uh, in 2018. It feels like another world. Met Massimiliano. I had seen his Van Gogh show, but I met him and said, you're just a fabulous artist. Your work needs to come to America. Um, let's, let's, let's make it happen. And I said to him, well, who would you like to do first? Uh, and it was, I was indifferent. He has done a Leonardo da Vinci show, and he's done a Monet show, and he's done a number of others. Um, and, but I said to Massimiliano, who would you like to do first? And he said, well, I would really like to do Van Gogh because Van Gogh was the first artist who I remember going to see and touching me when I was a child. Um, and also, I would like to innovate um, further on what we did in Paris. We kind of got it to a level that, that, um, you know, that he was happy with. By the way, I mean, that, that exhibit in Paris uh, became famous in the U.S. Um, because of Emily in Paris who goes to visit it. Uh, and we had... Um, uh, we had the uh, woman who plays Emily in Paris in our gallery in Chicago, which was kind of fun as well. Um, but um, he wanted to do something new, something beyond what he'd done in Paris. He was excited about that, and I was excited just to have the opportunity to produce his show, so I said yes. Now here we are two years later, three years later, um, and we've come to this pandemic, and I think it was very fortunate that we chose this artist because there's so much that people can relate to. Um, about Van Gogh. He's a guy that lived in isolation and struggled with mental illness. And and, and yet, um, the pieces that he created, the images that he created, bring people hope, bring people joy, and transcend the difficult times that he had. We're looking at them 130 years after he passed away. And I think that transcendence for the public has been part of the secret for why people have come out of their houses to see this. It's, It's cathartic to have this experience and to know that it came from a guy who was experiencing difficult times like so many of us have. Corey Ross, uh, producer, Starbucks, the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit in Pittsburgh. Corey's in Toronto. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, episode 16. We have now culturalized ourselves to a whole new level. Hang on, I want to get behind the paintings and the immersive and talk a little bit more about the artist Van Gogh. Larry Richard Unfiltered with my good friends Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, excited to be at the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit in Pittsburgh. Uh, This is a hybrid here because it looks like we're on the bridge. It does. 
and and the paintings. Yeah. And I think, guys, when you think of Van Gogh, I think every child has seen Starry Starry Night, mm -hmm. at least knows that painting. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they know, okay, the name Van Gogh, but they might not know the real story behind him. And I think that's part of the fascination is no matter who you are or what you do, to be your original self is ultimately, and, and that's going to be the lasting memory for somebody. And, and you may not be somebody that people in your time recognize as somebody special. I was, Larry, that's the thing in my mind I keep thinking, uh, imagine him going through what he went through. And it's a shame that he doesn't know. <laughs> right. Well, right. You know, yeah, that's it, a great point. He only years sold one about. painting yes, sold. his entire life. If, I wish he I knew. knew. I'm thinking, God, I wish he knew. Well, but, and, and we are with and honored to have Corey Ross, producer who brought this show to America, brought it to Pittsburgh with Starbucks. He's in Toronto. And Corey, again, thanks for letting us do this. We're very excited about it. But can you give us kind of that thumbnail of the life of Vincent van Gogh more than just what people see on the surface? Well, sure. First of all, I'm, I'm a producer and producing the show, so I don't profess to be um, a, a specific expert in Van Gogh, and I'm sure you're going to have listeners who, who have a lot more knowledge than I do, but listen, he, he was an artist. He, he came out of the Impressionist period and, and really is the key guy that created what we call post-Impressionism, and that has to do with the thickness of the paint on the canvas and the approach to color. Um, and images and, and, and the way that he created his work. Uh, but he also struggled. He struggled with mental illness. He very famously um, had a breakdown and cut off his ear uh, and presented it to his girlfriend who had rejected him. Uh, and then ultimately he, he committed suicide. He's known and his story is known because he wrote thousands of letters to his brother, brother Theo. Um, and ultimately his brother was his heir. So these pieces that, that we all know today were inherited um, by Theo, who also didn't do you know, a lot commercially uh, uh, with them and passed away and left them to his wife, Joanne, who was in fact, in my opinion, the best promoter of an artist in the history of art because she took Van Gogh, whose work was completely unknown, and as a woman in the 19-teens, so, 1910 and 1920, you went around and created this story and got people excited about Van Gogh. And, and, and without her, none of us would know about Van Gogh. So this is interesting to me that this was something that a woman managed to do right. um, in the early part of the last century. Um, it's just really an extraordinary story. Huh. I am, of course, um, not surprised by that. Sheila is in full <laughs> agreement that it was the woman that yes. was the engine behind sure. people discovering Van Gogh, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and you know, Corey, you mentioned his brother Theo. I believe it was Theo who was the only one to actually buy one of Van Gogh's paintings, correct? That's right, and he was supporting him financially all those years. So wow. the, the um, you know, and, and by the way, he came as, it was another interesting thing that came to me as I dealt project but learned a little bit about his biography is that he only started painting at 27 he had tried a couple other careers um before he started painting and all of these works and there's over 900 of them happened between the age of 27 and 37 and while he was struggling with with um, all of the troubles that he was struggling with including spending time in an asylum um so it's it's an interesting story and it's a story that you know that says that you can 
pick up something later in life. He's never painted or had any training before. Um, and, and create something marvelous if you're just devoted to it. Matt, another go ahead, another question that I'm often asked is about this particular treatment of Van Gogh. So why would we... Um, well, the question often comes, how would Van Gogh feel about seeing his shows in an immersive way? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, listen, my, my first answer to that is, how, how am I ever going to know the answer? Um, Nobody knows how Van Gogh would feel. Uh, But um, here's what's really interesting is Van Gogh, in my opinion, would have been intrigued by this because he was a cutting-edge artist in his day, and he was employing technology that artists and generations before him had not been able to employ. And that technology, bizarrely, is paint in tubes. So you used to have to mix your paint in the studio, and you had to paint right then and there, Using, using the materials that you had created. Um, and Van Gogh is the first generation of artists who had the technology of painting tubes. And so what this mean? This meant that he could go out to the field and paint in the location, immersed in the scene that he's painting. Uh, and he could capture the color and the lights and the ideas and the concepts and it completely transformed how he could paint. But to me, it's really intriguing. We have one of the first artists who could go out and be immersed in the scene that he's painting, and now we're applying technology to immerse the public in the painting that he painted. So it's it's that to me is fascinating. I wonder if it's possible in the future, Corey, if we can do that with Jim Crenn, get inside his oh mind my. here and immersion, do an immersive Yinzer experience down the road. But that'll come. Oh yeah, that'll come at another right. time. <laughs> I would not want to get immersed in that. I have no comment. It's dangerous to go inside people's minds. Yes, it is. Well, when you meet Jim, you'll you'll change your mind about wanting to do a a big immersive there, too. But being inside the exhibit, the immersive experience, I guess you're supposed to feel like you're in Van Gogh's mind, right? Seeing what he saw, feeling what he felt? You feel like you're in his pieces, and you feel like you're sensing his emotions. There's, my favorite part of the show is that it, it comes to this sort of incredible, colorful, triumphant um, a moment where the music comes to a crescendo. And, and sometimes people think that's the end of the show, but the show actually goes on for another 20 minutes. What happens there is you're inside Van Gogh's mind as he's discovering the new color palette, the color palette that became sunflowers and became starry night because when he started he was doing more monochromatic pieces like potato eaters which is one of his famous pieces but you 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 go into his mind and you sort of see this epiphany of color um and then the the um exhibit the experience delves into those pieces that that benefited from this epiphany and that's kind of you know part of the journey that we're taking you inside that you sort of can follow um in, as I say, a loose way. It's not a narrative. It's not prescriptive. This is emotional. This is sensory. Um, but it takes you into the mind of Van Gogh. Hmm. You know, the late, great American poet Maya Angelou wrote, people won't remember what you write. They won't remember what you say. But they will always remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's what we get from art. It, like you're saying, you you have a different emotional experience the way you're doing it in 3D. Let's call it along with immersive, right? That's, right? that's a great yeah perspective. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, absolutely. 
and, and, uh, and the part, and, and we can't underplay the experiential part, that you choose how you come, how you go, how you, how, whether you sit, whether you stand, what angle you see that, uh, that plays into it, because you, you physically experience the journey of the art and the artist, uh, and choose your path through this. And like we said earlier, you know we're going to see next year, right, the, the, the life of Madonna or somebody that you can immerse yourself in her life or, or, or Frank Sinatra or whatever it's going to be. This concept could be anybody, right? Well, I kind of like that, that it's, uh, you know, an artist, the impression an artist. Yeah, because we kind of know those people we're the public from yeah. recent yeah. history. Right, we're right. cousin Angle and Don Bang. We're already immersed in, in so much. Right, makes it uh, unique. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic, it is. Uh, the brainchild, to to do this and that people I think especially now the world we're living in the last couple of years let's be honest people want to get the hell out of the house hmm. and they want to do it and have it meaningful and have something uh, that that takes their mind off of the gravity of what everybody's dealing with and I think art does that too it does absolutely it does. I, I, I think it achieves that in a wonderful way in a very thoughtful way a thought-provoking way it gives you something to talk about and think about um, and, to, and to meditate on um, I think the world is going to need some big parties though it's going, we, we also need to just get out of it you know beyond a meditative way into something that uh, uh, maybe that's what we'll we'll contemplate next hey I think that's our, next on the our list of idea what are we a doing? Van Gogh party oh yeah yeah can we do oh, an immersive an Van Gogh party we had a we had a very successful Van Gogh party in New York where we were sponsored by one of the main marijuana companies. Wow. <laughs> very well, nice. Of course you were. I can't believe you brought that up. It's like you read my mind. I didn't want to say it, but this is unfiltered. And that is there's probably, you know, with how many states in America now have recreational marijuana legal, I would imagine there's a few people that have maybe a different immersive experience when they come. Yeah. Well, it's, it certainly takes you, as I said, on a different journey. The other thing we do, which is fun, and we're doing it in Pittsburgh, is we do immersive Van Gogh yoga. Wow, um, wow, and we wow. bring in a yoga instructor. You can sign up for that. And uh, uh, and it's just a different thing that you can do and a different way to interact with the art. We're, Wouldn't that we be great? Integrate, it, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard of yo uh, yoga with goats, but not with Van Gogh. That's pretty cool. But I've done, exactly. I did the hot yoga. Yeah, how'd you do? I, it, it was great. I mean, really? Yeah, you sweat without actually doing anything. So I'm not that so limber. <laughs> no, that's only that. part of it. <laughs> that would be a great thing because we saw in the beautiful hall, the exhibit hall. There's plenty of room there. You could spread out on your yoga I, mat. I just can't you ready? You doing yoga? <laughs> I actually I can't either. Can't. Can you? No, Not, I can't. Namaste. You have a yoga outfit, and not you without like a, your glasses you for like sure. A, you have like a Lululemon outfit or something. <laughs> Lululemon. I don't know. With, with a tutu? This Maybe. Yeah. The, how about the person that invented yoga pants? Maybe huh? we'll, that'll be the next. I, my heart option. breaks for Van Gogh. I can't. I'm sorry. As soon as you, you said at the beginning, where you said he cut his ear off, gave it to his girlfriend, it didn't work. To cut you off and get the friendship talk is the worst thing ever. I can't take it. My heart breaks for the man. You get the friendship, oh. Corey. If you couldn't possibly know, but Jim, along with his many accoutrements, is a stand-up comedian. So he sees the world in an artistic and different way. So he takes everyday life <laughs> things and turns them into that comedy. <laughs> yeah, strange, amazing. You mentioned okay. earlier that. He did 900 paintings in a period of, I think, nine years. 
I mean, how is that even possible? Was the man just going morning, noon, and night painting? He had moments when he was completely incapacitated and wasn't productive at all, and he had moments where he was incredibly um, productive. Hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, he would paint and paint around the clock. Uh, and I guess those paintings happen faster than you would imagine. I mean, if we look at them and we look at this as a, a masterpiece starry night that's lasted uh, all these years. I can't tell you how long he took to paint it, but I, maybe not that long, as it turns out. Well, pop quiz. What American artist did a song about his most famous painting? Ding, 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 ding. I know. Ding. You know, yeah. Jim? Sure. Do you know Corey? I know. You know you Corey? Know, Sheila? I know the tune. It's the 50th anniversary of his album, which also included uh, American Pie. So right. Maybe that's wow. A good Very nice. Very good. It's Don McLean, who I've interviewed three times, and on the world's first radio station, Corey, whereas I work, it's KDKA Radio here in Pittsburgh. Um, the last time we had a music show, I played the last record, and I chose American Pie because of the day the music died. Right. And so I had a chance to interview Don McLean about the background of that because everybody asked him all the time, what did you mean? Whatever. But I wanted to also ask him about Starry Night and... Uh, Fascinating. So if you have a chance, you're right. It's the 50th anniversary of that out. Very good, Corey. When are you coming to so Pittsburgh? We're, we're, well, first of all, to finish off uh, on the Don McLean topic, we've invited him to come into our gallery. So we're excited to see if he accepts that invitation. Oh, cool. It would be a fabulous way to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Starry Night. Right. Um, as for when I'm coming to Pittsburgh, I hope to get there. I mean, listen, this Omicron thing is, uh, is not fun uh, and makes travel a little bit less fun. Um, uh, especially in and out of Canada and getting across the border. Um, but uh, I was planning to come in February uh, as we begin to work to installing our next project, which will be Frida Kahlo. Oh, here? In Pittsburgh? Here in Pittsburgh. I think oh. I'm giving you guys the scoop. Is this breaking news? Mass Emiliano has created a Frida Kahlo exhibit, which we're slowly rolling out across the country, and okay. then we're looking at how, to, how soon and how to install it in Pittsburgh. Awesome. Ooh, well, that is breaking oh, news. Yeah, well, I think again, that'll be just as popular, too. Congratulations, and appreciate you taking some time for us from Toronto. Corey Ross from Starbox, producer of this great, immersive opportunity, Van Gogh, here in Pittsburgh. Corey, thank you. And when you do get to town, we want to meet you and love to uh, show you Yinzer style our city. Awesome. I'd love to do that. Thanks, Corey. All right. Thanks so thanks, much. Corey. Take care. Terrific. You guys have all the information on where to buy tickets and the website. And We're going to talk about all that next. So all you have to okay. do is keep it on. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, Episode 16 from the original Immersive Van Gogh exhibit, Pittsburgh. Larry Richard Unfiltered, Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, and Kaylin Cramner, who is the venue operations manager, the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit in Pittsburgh. It's on East Laycock Street, which, if you don't know, is on the north side. And it's a little surprise because it's this warehouse that they've turned into this beautiful 3D art piece. So, Kaylin, first, thanks for letting us come and visit. 
Absolutely. Happy to have you. And how did this thing land here? And how did you become involved? <laughs> yeah, well, my background is um, museum studies. So I come from Texas originally, and I did my master's um, of science um, in London. I worked at the Natural History Museum in London, and then I moved to Pittsburgh and worked at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History for three years. Oh, my um, God. I then, went to community college. You're killing yeah. me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I've, so I've been in the museum world for a while and then did some fun raising and um, landed here so I'm happy to to be able to be here and and show this amazing um, experience to, to Yinzers. <laughs> well I'm, I'm, I'm glad we snagged you from all those different places to become a Pittsburgher <laughs> but before we talk about the details you said opening the show you got married and I did you know, how did that all happen right when you were about to launch Van I know Gogh? I was I was planning a wedding and planning um, opening this venue at so the it same was like time you're planning a wedding and your baby at the same yes, time both yes <laughs> this venue is like my child <laughs> um, but we were hiring gallery attendants and you know loading in all of the equipment and we have 67 projectors overhead and 300,000 square cubic feet of um, projection and so it's very exciting. Did you expect it to be this successful? Did you think it was going to be like this? Yeah. So we sit between Andy Warhol Museum and the Heinz History Center on the North Shore. And, and patrons will arrive and um, at this converted warehouse space, space, which encapsulates Pittsburgh. I mean, it's a beautiful juxtaposition between art and industry. Um, and actually, 6% of Yenzers have seen the show so far. 6%? That's 6%, yes. Yeah. Um, you, and you enter through our loading dock area and read about Van Gogh's life. Um, and upon entering the lobby, patrons see this ode to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they get to see the Clemente Bridge. I know you have the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. <laughs> Who did that? It's, it's giant. Yes. And it's cool. It's a must in every museum, by the way. Yeah, you got to have that. As you would say. My imitation of Yenzer is actually, I'm a Pittsburgher, but I actually imitate Jim, who's a Yenzer, too. So my Yenzer imitation is actually Jim imitating a Yenzer. I just wanted to clarify that. Beautiful. Rowan Doyle was our creative producer that did all of the scenic work that you see around you. She was involved in Meow Wolf and the Museum of Ice Cream, so many other amazing things. And we're sitting at the bridge mm -hmm. that you mentioned, and there's also these little lock tags. Explain lock. the significance yeah. of those. So we encourage um, uh, patrons to leave well wishes and notes and on the love lock tag, kind of like an ode to the one in Paris. Um, we had the love locks in Pittsburgh for a while, and it's just like a nice memento to leave behind sure. um, when you come and see the show. Yeah, I'm Pretty looking cool. at Just yeah. Wed. Oh, that wasn't you, was we, it? No. <laughs> we've had so many um, engagements here. Absolutely. Oh, and you know what? Here's what I'm reading a tag right now, and it says, Be kind to people like Van Gogh. We all need more love. <laughs> love it. Yeah, and uh, as you heard, we talked to Corey from yes. Starbucks, Corey Ross, and uh, he kind of let the cat out of the bag of what's next. You want to <laughs> fill us in a little more on what that is? Um, sh sure. I So the next show, so we have the reception for Van Gogh has been overwhelmingly positive. Like and you're extending the run. We are. So we've um, extended the run until March 20th, and then we will do about a 10-day turnover 
um, to the next show. And so we'll bring in Frida, like Corey had mentioned. And, and for those that don't know, who's Frida? Frida Kahlo. She's a Latin American painter. Um, Corey can give you more All the background on Frida. Background All right, Jimmy. Sheila, we got to do some homework. Well, that's right, the beauty I know. of it. Like I said, it, we're, we're bring, it's going to the masses. Like, we're not only about Van Gogh, not only about Frida. So yeah. It's well, great. Like Frida, said, I mean, if you don't know who Frida is, you just think about the unibrow. And that comes to, and that picture comes to mind. You've yes. probably seen her. And yeah. And I think and she, Salma there, there was a movie. A, and there was a movie made of Salma, uh, about I've her. I've seen her yes. at Ritter's Diner. Yeah. At yeah. Ritter's. Yeah. yeah. She, she was waitress for three years then. All right. Now the big question is, what do we got to do to get tickets? How much are tickets? Do you have to schedule a visit, or yes. can you? Yes, so tickets start at thirty nine ninety nine, okay. and you can go to van Pittsburgh dot com and schedule your ticket today. And we're extended until March twentieth, and we open um, ten a.m. to about ten p.m. almost every day. We're closed on Tuesdays. There's a calendar. You pick your time. You can come and enjoy the show. Grab a, a glass of wine at the Sunflower Cafe. Bring it into the gallery. Cool. Enjoy the show. You can stay as long as you want. Stay as long as you want. We run on a 36-minute loop. Okay. um, But we encourage our patrons to dance and walk around and and sit on the floor. and Meditate. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good place to start is when you get here, most people have no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. So kind of walk us through what somebody coming for the first time and that would be most of us like us today it was like wow oh look at that wow I know what mm-hmm. yeah. right so yeah, walk us through what somebody would do when they hit absolutely. the door Absolutely. so you would enter through a loading dock um, which is a very um, beautiful entrance because we're it's it's such a juxtaposition between art and industry it's very pittsburgh you can read about van gogh's life you come in, you enter, and you see our box office area, which you can book tickets for the next show, which we just announced. Um, you can take uh, pictures at the Steelers um, Ode. Um, you can go to our Sunflower Cafe, get a charcuterie board, or a glass of wine, or a mixed drink, or soda, if you want a soda. Bring it into the gallery. Um, stay as long as you want. Uh, we have cushions to sit on the floor and experience the immersive art just kind of building and um, moving around you um, we encourage all of our patrons to walk around and dance and and you know have a good time and then you can exit through our gift shop and get a memento um, you know what we, can i buy i got a hat my eye on a hat i so have yeah, to buy we'll can, have to I, get you one. can i purchase one okay that's a beautiful gift shop there Absolutely. so much we also work with local artists and 100% of the proceeds go directly back to them. You know right. what? That is very cool. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, Jim, you would look good in some of those hats. Oh, we have I yoga see. pants, too, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm getting into hot yoga. Larry's going to show me. Some We're going to go. Night We're going to start. Starry night yoga. No, Larry pants. needs can, that for his I yoga. I can rock those. Corey <laughs> mentioned you have, have you have yoga in the immersive mm-hmm. room. We do. We have yoga mornings, which you can also book online at vangopittsburgh.com. Wait, every morning? Like Not Larry and I want to do. Well, how, Larry and I want to do it's yoga usually, here. What, what uh, do we do? Saturday and Sunday. Morning. I want to get video okay. of that. It, no, if the two of you too. do that, sure. no, I just want to videotape you the two of you doing that. Starry night. I'm not. No, I'm no way. On, I'm, I'm videoing the two of you. Now, I'm curious. Also, we're with uh, Kaylin Cramner, who is the venue operations manager here at the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. What's your impression coming from all these places you've worked around the world? 
Uh, how do you like it? You know, we always want to know how you like Pittsburgh. I you? love Pittsburgh. Tell us why. <laughs> what is it about I, this city? I born and raised in Texas, mm. but I came here about six years ago for the job at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Um, and Pittsburgh is such a beautiful city. Everybody is so humble and so excited and to rally around sports and, and to be able to bring, that was one of the things I, I told Rowan is you, we have to have something Steelers in this exhibit. That was brilliant, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have have it's like a religion Smart here. Smart, Kaylin, you know, that was brilliant. You're right. The user that comes in here is so excited to stand mm -hmm. in front of the Steelers helmet. <laughs> Little did they know that Van Gogh was a fan of the Steelers. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> There's a few people that thought Van Gogh was a wide receiver from the 80s in the Steelers. Yes. Uh, he's in Super Bowl three. Van Gogh. Didn't he play at Shenley? <laughs> Caught course. a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I saw it. That's hilarious. You know, something yeah. about the exhibit, you mentioned it's you know this big room. I think a lot of us uh, envisioned the Van Gogh exhibit um, as a bunch of different rooms that you walk into, but that's not actually the case. No, so every venue is very um, different. In Dallas, there are multiple rooms. In, in Pittsburgh, there is one room that has 20-foot tall you know, walls and um, glass sculptures that are inside the gallery that really play upon the projections. Um, so you, each um, venue is very unique to the city, and I think our venue being a warehouse really encapsulates the, the Pittsburgh core and, and right. industry um, history that we have here. Who's, who's famous that you've seen here? Anybody? Do you see any athletes or anybody come we that you Mr. know? We had Mr. McFeely. Mr. McFeely, oh, yeah. speedy uh, delivery. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he was, was here. exciting. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster showed up at one point. Okay. He must have loved this place. He probably did some videos. Probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you have Larry Richard and Jim Crenn. Exactly. And Sheila you Highland. Guys are here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so March 20th, extended. extended. It's the original immersive Van Gogh exhibit, Pittsburgh. Kaylin Cramner, the venue operations manager. This is very exciting. I'm happy that you're happy as a Pittsburgher, too. I and love you've. Pittsburgh brought this great culture to our town. So thank you. Thanks, you. Absolutely. Come check us out. <laughs> check it out. Larry Richard Unfiltered, Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, Episode 16. I think this is a high mark, guys, as far as being in, immersed in. We're immersed. I feel we've, more we've culture raised the bar. being here. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel it. And right? we, we want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts. Also want to thank Saul Markowitz and his famous, famous son, Brandon Max. We've had on our podcast TikTok famous. Oh yeah, he's. I think we did one. We were pushing, you know, over a hundred thousand views. Does that impress you, Kaylin? That is very impressive. I have two hundred followers. So, <laughs> so he's been really. Cool. I'm going to follow you, Rick Dolnak, famous actor there behind the camera. Uh, Rick, uh, you can see him in many productions in the future, and Jim Patolsky who's our audio engineer and does all the electronics. We can't thank him enough. These, these have become a lot of fun for us. And right. we're learning something cool. every week, guys, right? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It really is, Larry. It's great. Who's your Dick famous Roberts. artist outside of Van Gogh? Do you have one? I, I do. I, I do. I like Picasso's work. I like some Monet's work. You know, so it's not that I work, but just I enjoy Like Van Gogh, uh, I didn't know about his life until this exhibit. I knew about the year and the girl. God bless him. That's all My you heart hear still about, breaks though. With the girl. And, you know, really, he should have started with flowers. But it, that's anyway, <laughs> I get it. But, but still, he's now uh, somebody I really want to. I can't wait to, to go through the exhibit and, and I'll become a fan. Do you have a fa favorite artist, Sheila? I, I do not. 
No. It no? might be Van Gogh. Well, now. it is now, yeah, because Kaylin's here. <laughs> I have to say Van Gogh. Yes. Yeah. This is pretty cool. So you got to see it. Immerse yourself in it. Kaylin, again, thank you. Thanks, Kaylin. Larry Richard Unfiltered. Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Immerse yourself. <laughs> Go to Odyssey. It's a free app you can download. It's your access to a lot of great audio and kdkradio.com.